guys, you're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the nine to five as healthily and happily as possible. I am recording live from LA, so there's no video this week. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you guys. It's just because I was being lazy. I do have my camera with me and I could have set something up, but my hair's wet because I just got out of the shower and... I just really didn't feel like going through the whole ordeal, so I apologize, but I'm being, at least I get some points for honesty. I don't know. Anyway, it's been a, it's been a crazy week, and I have a crazy week lined up ahead of me. Um, I was sick for basically all of last week. I worked from home because I knew I had to travel, and I was just like, something was not right in my body. My stomach wasn't feeling well. I had like the worst headaches from like my sinuses. It was just a mess. I was not, not a pleasant person to be around last week, but it seems like, seems like a lot of North, the Northeast caught that same, whatever the heck it was. Um, but very exciting news today, Monday, December 4th, when this episode drops is the first day of my 30-day challenge. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, But if you've been following along on my social media, you've seen me post about it. And so I wanted to talk about it for just a brief minute and offer you guys something special for being like my podcast listeners, because I appreciate you guys very, very much. Um, Basically, the whole point of this 30-day challenge was I wanted to launch something before the new year started. Because everyone's all like, new year, new me, woohoo. And then it's like a month in and everyone's joking about how they didn't stick with their New Year's resolutions. And you guys know, I am not a fan of self-deprecation. Like, it's not funny. It's poor humor. Like, instead of, like, instead of making self-deprecating humor, why don't we just be fucking awesome and joke about how fucking awesome we are, you know? So... This 30-day challenge is built on starting healthy routines and habits before the new year. And it's offered at a much, much discounted price than my regular personal training. So if this is if personal training was something that like you wanted to do, but you couldn't afford it, or like you just you weren't sure if you wanted to invest that money, this is a perfect opportunity to take 30 days to learn stuff. And then if you want to keep training with me after, I offer discounts on that, but um My goal is to get you guys through the holidays, building healthy routines. So Christmas comes and you're not worried about what's on the table. January 1st comes and you already have a head start. Like you've already been in the gym. You already know what you're doing. So I'm going to be offering $15 off the 30-day challenge for you guys. Just when you fill out the form, it's at www.liftswithlizcoaching.com. I know that that is lengthy, but I'm sorry. I just did not know what else to call it. Um, When you fill out the regular interest form, just use the code word GYMRAT, okay? Code word GYMRAT, and you will get $15 off of the 30-day challenge. I know it already started today, but I'll extend it for you guys if you use that code based on your start day because, because I honestly just want all of you I feel like everybody deserves to be happy in their body and live healthily so I'm not gonna be like you missed the deadline sorry you can't do this anymore like no this is not an exclusive community you know so that's 
That's my spiel. That's what I wanted to rant about, okay? Thank you very much. Anyway, I have a very exciting week coming up. If anybody cares, I'm going to tell you anyway. I have back-to-back nights of the Jonas Brothers this week. I did not tell my mom that I'm going to back-to-back nights, but I don't care because I'm an adult, okay? Um, No, seriously, though, I'm going with Tamara on Wednesday, and it's going to be super, super fun. We're sitting up in, like, the mezzanine. Jonas Brothers are playing at Prudential Center, And then the Thursday, I'm going solo, but I found a really good deal on floor seats and it comes with like a whole merch package and like a drink package and stuff, even though I'm probably not gonna, like, I don't need to drink alone at the Jonas Brothers concert. We, yeah, there's just not more. I don't need to say any more after that. Um, But I am going alone because I really want to be up front. Like this is my, this is my chance. This is probably the closest I will ever get to Nick Jonas. I was going to take it. I don't care. Okay. You got to do, you got to live your life, you know? And then on Sunday, I am going to Ariana Maddox's event um, in New York City. It's a meet and greet, so I'll meet her afterwards. But Cody Rigsby is the guest. And y'all know how much I freaking love the Peloton. And I basically, when I'm, when I'm doing a Peloton ride, I'm either picking Kendall or Cody. That's it. Depending on my mood. Kendall will kick my ass. Kendall will make me want to fight my demons. Cody makes me want to dance. He makes me want to shake around, you know? So I'm just super excited for all of that. But we need to tackle, we need to tackle Los Angeles first. Um, yeah, and I forgot my neck pillow. So I was a little bit disappointed, but... I, I think I fell asleep anyway. I don't know. I have this new sleeping mask. It's not anything innovative. Like, it, it, it's nothing new, you know, but it is a little pink silk one. And I just, I found that when I wear it, I have been passing the hell out. Like, I wear it at home and I've just been passing out. And I wake up and it's still on my face, whereas a previous face masks or eye masks. Have I been saying face masks? I don't know. I meant eye mask. Previous eye masks have been flying off. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I don't even know where the hell this went. Did I even use it last night? No, this thing is like my little godsend. So I brought it with me on the plane, managed to pass out. It was beautiful. Did some work because I had to do some work, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I landed LAX and the cool thing about LAX in particular is you literally just never know who you're going to see. And JFK is kind of the same way. It's the East Coast equivalent. I just don't go to JFK at any cost. But LAX is cool because you ne- you literally never know who you're going to see. Last time I came here, I came from Chicago and I was on a plane with Andre Drummond. This time, I'm waiting to collect my bags and I see this woman with like, she had like a... Fendi suitcase and two ginormous Louis Vuitton bags. And she had her hair in like a white blonde little bob. And her face looked like I was like, oh, this girl's got a facelift. I know it. Her nails were perfectly manicured. And I said to myself, I just came from New Jersey. That's March Sr. That has to be March Sr. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Mar, well, Marge is um, Margaret. It's really Margaret is one of the housewives on Real Housewives of New Jersey. And her mom, 
Marge Sr. is a very, a very active member on the show. They have a really cute dynamic, uh, but there actually was a whole episode about Marge getting a facelift. And listen, whatever you want to do to make yourself look good, like I'm all for it. I was like, you look beautiful in person. And she was like, you're so sweet. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go before I say something stupid. Um, but y'all know that I love my Bravo stuff. I don't, I don't know when I got this way, but I do. I love my Bravo stuff now. This is a recent thing for me, but I don't know. That was my cool little, that was my cool little story for you guys. Nothing happened from it, but she was a sweet lady. I will say she was a very polite lady. Um, but I had, first of all, I was like so hungry. I don't know. My body didn't know what time it was. I, I was running around. So I got this like little fruit cup, $8 at Dunkin' Donuts. My ass. Like, all right. Thanks for my, thanks for my tropical fruit cup that had basically all hard mangoes, two pieces of strawberry and one piece of kiwi. Thanks. $8. My ass. Um, but I had to do it. I had to eat or I was going to die. Um, and I had three hours in between when my plane, land, plane landed and when my Airbnb was going to be ready. So I messaged Airbnb people before this whole trip. And I was like, hey, uh, any way that I could check in earlier? My flight lands at like 1130 a.m. And they were like, no, like with the cleaners need to come, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, OK, totally get it. Um, but can I leave my suitcase there at least? Like it has a padlock on it. Um, like you guys have security cameras, like I, I'm okay with it. And they were like, no, we can't. But here's like a nearby like locker. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking doing that. Cause the last time I did something that sounded remotely sketchy, I ended up in a ditch, not in a ditch, in an alley. And if you've been listening to this podcast, like you know how that story went. So I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. And I'm not paying to put my stuff in there, whatever. So... I DM Bradley Martin and I'm like, dude, hi, first of all, to, um, I have like three hours to kill. Can I please leave my suitcase at zoo? And he was like, he responds and he says, you're good, LOL. And I'm like, I know that this is a fucking ridiculous question, but I don't know what else to do. So I show up to the valley with my suitcase in my hand, dropped off at zoo culture. The front desk people were like, what the fuck? It didn't help that like half the people in the gym were in the front area. So here I am with my gigantic ass uh, suitcase, my, my gym bag that was also my carry-on bag that has my two laptops in it. And I just kind of pushed it over to where this guy was sitting and he like looked at me and I was like, I just, I'm just gonna leave this. I'm just gonna leave this there. So yeah, that was, I don't know why, why but I have been having so so much not like I don't know what like it's not anxiety but I've just been like really overthinking that and thinking about how embarrassing it is but it's like I people from the gym know that I am not from this town or this state like it's okay it's not a weird thing what was I supposed to do so I don't know why I'm all in my head about it but I'm in my head about it um but I love zoo. I love going to zoo because it's a small gym environment like how Kingdom is at home. And it's just easier to make friends. And there's a lot of similar people. So like I can whip out my tripod and nobody says anything. They have the best hip thrust machine that I've ever used in my whole entire life. The Arsenal Strength one. Um, but but kind of going off that little it's a small gym thing. 
I'm sitting down with my friend before we're, we're waiting for another girl to finish up in the sauna because we were going to go to sweet cream after. So I'm just sitting on the turf, like minding my own business, like trying to get my heart rate down, sweating to death. My bangs are a mess. My hair's all over the place. It's stringy. It's nasty. And Sarah Safari just comes up to me with her cameraman. And I'm like, fuck. And she's like, hey, do you like this gym? And I, now I'm on autopilot. Like, I have been stupid lately. So I'm like, uh-huh. Like, I answer so quickly. I'm like, yeah. And then in my head, I'm like, why? Like, why? Okay. Anyway, let's just go along with it. So she's like, what would you rate it out of 10? So I said, mm, I would give it like a 9 out of 10. And she's like, okay, what would you change about it? Like, what don't you like about the gym? So I go, word for word. I mean, it's small, but it gets the job done. And she immediately starts bursting out in laughter and goes, small, but gets the job done. And I was like, fuck. Fuck. And then she, she wrapped it up with saying, okay, what would you rate Bradley Martin? And then just cutting the camera. And I'm like, so... If anybody sees that in the next few weeks, end up on the internet, let me know because I have a terrible feeling that it, that some sort of sound bites are are, are going to be mixed around and oh, uh, somebody, so one of you guys, be on the lookout for me for that. Um, yeah, I I immediately realized my mistake when I saw her reaction. I was like, why, Liz? Can't you just take one second, one second to just think before you speak? Why must you embarrass yourself in front of basically every stranger that you know? It's funny because I feel like I come off on the internet like I'm like confident, whatever. And I talk, I'm like confident in person, sure. But I also just say the dumbest, like sometimes I have to put myself in check. I'm like, girl, you are not stupid. You have a degree. Like, why? Some, I don't know. I get flustered. I get flustered sometimes, and bad things come out of my mouth, and that is the result. But, uh, yeah, other than that, great times. <laughs> great, great times. Uh, today, today, though, and I wanted to share this moment separate from my weekly highlights just because I thought that it was so sweet. As a girl, I'm very... Uh, hyper aware I guess I would say to when strangers like like men talk to me and I immediately and it's the way that we have to think as women but I'm I immediately put up like a wall and and have to be ready to like fight or flight like it's just scary you never know who you're talking to you never know what they're gonna say what they're gonna do um so I'm always in like defense mode and today I was at Gold's and I'm minding my own business. I'm doing some barbell roll, roll, rolls. Hello. That's not it. I was doing barbell rows. That's what I was doing. Not rolls. Uh, that sounds very dangerous. Anyway, so I'm doing some barbell rows. I put my, put my weights down. I turn around and some guy, uh, probably like around 60 or so, comes up to me. And immediately I'm like, all right, defense up, like... What's this guy going to say? Get your like comeback statements ready, like whatever, you know. Um, and he, he just goes, hi, is this your first time here? And I'm like, I heard this conversation before. So I'm like, no, it's not. And he was like, oh, okay. I just, 
I haven't seen you in here before and I saw that you were alone. So I just wanted to introduce myself um, and let you know that like just because you're not a member here doesn't mean this isn't your space. Like you're totally welcome here. This is your space. Make the most of it. Like just going on saying really kind things and I it made me smile. So I took my wall of like defense down. And was like, damn, this is just a nice human being trying to make another human being feel good. Um, so he went on his little like rant. He was like, you know, I'm an IFBB pro. I train people. If you ever want to like get a session in, I host free sessions on Saturdays. Um, like you, you could always train with me. I want you to feel comfortable here. Like this is your space. Just because you don't live in this state, just because you don't come here every day doesn't mean you're any less worthy of anything here than anybody else. And I was like, thank you. That's very kind. So he gave me his little business card and I followed him on social media and stuff, but it just made me smile because, you know, I like, I'm, I'm so used to it. It's like, oh, somebody like that comes up to me. They were going to say something offensive or like, just like, oh, a pretty young girl, like doing here by yourself. No, he was just like, he didn't even mention the fact that I was a girl. He was just like, I saw that I haven't seen you before and I saw that you were here by yourself. So I thought I would extend a hand in case you need a friend. Um, and I just thought that that was so, so sweet. So I wanted to, I, I wanted to bring that up um, just because the tiniest little things were, like can just remind you sometimes that not everybody is bad. A lot of people suck. A lot of people do suck, but not everyone is bad. Ugh, but now it's, it's like four Four o'clock. I almost said seven o'clock because I'm looking at my computer and it's on Eastern time and that threw me off. I've been walking around all day. I walked to the gym. I walked back from the gym. I walked up and down. Like I went to my favorite store. I freaking love that store. I honestly, I could go back. I could go back to all those stores. My God, I might just do it. No, I won't. I don't need to. Okay. Anyway, um, where was I going with this? Oh, my dogs are freaking barking, man. <laughs> I went to the beach today, which I'll talk about more in like my highlights. But after I came back, like I was walking back and I was like, I need to be a fat lard for a few minutes, like hours. Like, I don't care if I'm in like a new play. I should be like maximizing my time. No, my dogs are barking and I need a break. Um, but anyway, I do want to get moving on with this episode. We have a very special episode today. Probably one of my favorite interviews that I've done. I'm a great interview with Sammy Bosser later. If you don't know who she is, she is the founder and owner of Petula, amongst many other titles that she has. But that was a conversation that I never wanted to end. I was looking at the clock and was like, all right, she's at work. Like, I got to... I got to wrap this up, but I could talk to her for hours. She was so inspirational and just such a great like role model figure, especially for me being 24 years old and her being in like the generation above me. It's just, she's, she's a really good person to, uh, to look up to. So we have that, but before we get into the interview with Sammy, we have a few interesting little things that we need to go over first. So Without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. So if you've been on the internet at all this week, I'm sure you know that Apple Music's Replay and Spotify Wrapped has come out. This week, I use Apple Music. We've talked about this. I don't want to hear your little comments on it. It works for me. 
Um, but one of the cool things is that Apple Music Replay, you can kind of track your progress through the whole year. So there was a few like random times during the year that I was like, ah, let me just check. Let me let me see what I'm doing over here. Um, but I love when people post these. And I think I said this last year around this time, but I don't find it to be annoying at all. I know some people like some bitter people, which by the way, if you're mad because people are following like a trend on social media, you got to find something else to do. That is a, such a silly thing to be mad about. But people will literally get mad and be like, I'm so sick of seeing everybody's Spotify wrapped. Then don't go on social media for the day. Like, okay, I don't know what to tell you. But I actually really, really like seeing them. I love music. I love talking about music. I love bonding over music. Um, I think it can really bring people together. So I love seeing what people listen to. And I think it says a lot about a person too. And that doesn't mean it's like a good or a bad thing. Um, it just says a lot about your character and I find it to be very, very interesting. So I did this last year and I thought that I would go over with you guys, my replay for the year this year. All right. So it starts off with top artists. It gives me my top five and then it goes all the way to 15. So at, at almost 8,300 minutes, we have Taylor Swift at number one, obviously. I mean, yeah, obviously. And then obviously at number two is the Jonas Brothers. And if you've been listening to this podcast, then you should be sitting there right now going, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, this is not new news. Let's keep going. And you're right. Uh, number three was Morgan Wallen. Number four was John Mayer. And number five was Dua Lipa, which I was kind of surprised because I didn't think I listened to too much Dua this year, but I guess I did. Um, and it goes all the way to 15. So the other artists were Noah Cyrus, Kelsey Ballerini, Fleetwood Mac, Harry Styles, Nick Jonas, Sabrina Carpenter, Lainey, Billie Eilish, Phoebe Bridgers, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Good for me. I'm glad that the Red Hot Chili Peppers made it up there because I love them. Um, I clearly could not get enough of Kelsey Ballerini's Rolling Up the Welcome Mat EP. That, you would have thought I've been divorced. You would have thought that I have gone through a divorce with the amount of times that I have listened to that five song EP. I don't know. I just love it. They're great songs to sing. I feel like there's such a good story behind them. I can't stop. I can't stop. So my number one and number two songs were Mountain with a View and Just Married by Kelsey Ballerini from that album. And let me remind you, there's literally, or the EP, there's literally only five songs on the EP, okay? Number three was Wings by the Jonas Brothers. That I was like, okay, that doesn't, I don't know where that checks out, but okay. Um, there's definitely gotta be more songs that I listen to over that, but whatever. Number four, Every Beginning Ends by Noah Cyrus and Benjamin Gibbard. Number five, Penthouse by Kelsey Ballerini from the same album. And then, yeah, that's it from, from her album. So three out of five made it. The other ones were Jonas Brothers, Morgan Wallen, Casey Musgraves, Noah Cyrus. Uh, t- randomly, it's funny because it's like all the stuff that you guys know I listen to, like Jersey by the Jonas Brothers, Last Night by Morgan Wallen, Sail Away by the Jonas Brothers, Skinny Dipping by Sabrina Carpenter. And then there's randomly just Turn Off the Lights by Chris Lake. And that checks out because that's the stuff that I listen to in the gym. But 
it just doesn't fit in there with the rest of them. So I guess for some reason this year, I, I like to turn off the lights more than the other songs on my gym playlist, I guess. All right. You know what, though? So I'm kind of shocked and like, I don't get that. Like, I guess the top albums must have been each time that I actually went into the album and was like, OK, play. Because Rolling Up the Welcome Mat by Kelsey Ballerini came in at number four. But at 279 times, One Thing at a Time by Morgan Wallen came in at number one. The album by the Jonas Brothers, number two. Midnight's The Till Dawn Edition, specifically, by Taylor Swift came in at three. Rolling Up the Welcome Mat by Kelsey Ballerini at four. And 1989 Taylor's version at five, which is slightly sickening because 1989 literally came out like a month ago. Um, and then other ones include Barbie, checks out, The Hardest Part by Noah Cyrus, Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa, Speak Now, Taylor's version, um, One Thing at a Time by Morgan Wallen, the, the clean version, which I don't, I don't know that there's no rhyme or reason to that. I don't know. Midnight's 3am edition, Future Nostalgia, the not dirty version too. Okay. So I don't know. Lover, Rumors, and then the Loud Luxury at EDC Las Vegas album. I don't know. I guess I didn't think I listened to that that much, but it turns out I did. And then my top genres, pop, country, alternative, dance, pop rock. That checks out. That checks out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's it. That's my Spotify or my Apple Music Replay, Spotify Wrapped, whatever you want to call it. Not exactly new news, but it's still exciting to share. I, I also wanted to thank you guys because people have been sharing with me this week that Confessions of a Gym Rat made it on their Spotify rap. And I saw like the amount of people that I'm in their top 10%, 10, top 5%, the number one podcast for. So I just wanted to thank you guys for your continuous support. Hopefully I can see that number go up next year. So keep sharing the podcast with your friends. Give me ratings and reviews. Um, sitting down here and talking to you guys is one of my favorite things to do every week. And I would love to do it more often. And I don't know, maybe I'll venture one day into getting into two episodes a week, but, um, I'm always receptive to your guys' feedback. So whatever I can do to make the podcast better and keep it at your number one for next year, let me know because I'm diggity down. All right, time for some weekly highlights. And I'm excited to talk about this one simply just because it's been on my mind today my health and fitness related highlight actually doesn't go to anything like gym specific or whatnot. It's just, it's, it's food specific. I, I had like the best smoothie ever today and I'm, I'm thinking about it a lot. It was just so delicious. I am a little bit sad though, because it was supposed to have, uh, dates in it and you, I, I freaking love dates, especially in a smoothie. God, I love them but they ran out. So they put cacao nibs instead, whatever. It was still good. But I went to this place called like, I think it was called Loco Coco um, in Venice. I just stopped in. I'd never paid attention to it before. I've never seen it. So I stopped in, got myself something. Um, I picked the green smoothie with, I added in vanilla protein because you know, your girl needs her protein. I had to wait a minute for it. Like it was, I was starting to get a little antsy, but my God, was this the most perfect, delicious consistency of a smoothie that I've ever had in my life? I hate when you get a smoothie and it's a watery smoothie. Like, I don't want that. I want 
I want to have to use that thick straw. And I did use that thick straw and it came up like, oh, I, I, you know, those videos of people making smoothie bowls and then they like take the spatula over the top and like flatten it all out. Like that was the consistency of this smoothie. And it was just so good. It was an expensive one. It was an expensive smoothie. But God, it tasted good. And now I'm I'm parched. I need to go to the store and buy some water or something because I got to stop talking about that. I just wanted you guys to know that that smoothie was absolutely delicious. And if you ever come across a Loco Coco, you should definitely go in and get one. You'll thank me later. Okay. So that's my health and fitness related highlight. My non-health and fitness related highlight, I kind of hinted at this a little bit earlier, but I got to sit on the beach today and uh, made me so happy. It really did. It's too cold in Jersey to sit on the beach. And I'm not talking like, like guys, I'm not crazy here. I wasn't in my bathing suit or anything. I was in sweatpants and a sweatshirt, but I took a nap because I was exhausted. Just took my headphones out, like just falling asleep to the sound of the waves and just being on the sand and I love going to the beach here because you could see all the mountains in the background and people are always surfing and it's just, it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy and I can't do that at home right now because it's too cold outside to do anything and there's no mountains in New Jersey. There's no legit mountains, whatever. So sitting down and being able to take that time for myself today, just not on my phone, like just being there, falling asleep was so so nice. And I saw the cutest thing ever. This woman. I, first of all, let me just say, I'm always amazed with how well behaved the dogs are in California. Like my God, Chloe would be all over. I'd be chasing her. She would think it's funny. She'd keep running away from me. It, we would be, the two of us would be a mess, but these dogs don't even need a leash. Like they're just so well behaved. So this woman was sitting on the phone, just talking and her dog, her golden retriever had free reign. And he dug a hole in the sand, like was really, really working hard to dig this hole so he could sit in it after. And I was watching him dig. I was watching him dig. And then he was so happy with his hole. He, cur- he just did that thing where the dogs like spin in a circle and then sat down in his hole, just looking at the ocean. And I was like, that's it. That's it. This is, ha- this is what like euphoria is. This is happiness. This is utopia. That a dog being so happy with its hole, it sits in it and just stares at the ocean. That is the best thing that I have seen in a long time and definitely this week. And I took a video of it too. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. And I'm so happy that he lives a beautiful life where he's able to do things like look at the Pacific Ocean because he seems like a very good boy and he deserves it. And that... (laughs) And with that being said, those are my weekly highlights for the week, okay? All right, everyone, I'm here with a very special guest today. I am joined by mom, registered nurse, business owner, a woman of many, many titles. I am joined by Sammy Bossert today. How are you, Sammy? Hey, Liz, I am doing so well. Thanks for having me today. Of course. Thank you for joining me. We were just saying that this is your first podcast, so I'm honored that I get to be the one that's that's brought you into here. (laughs) 
Yes, and I'm very flattered that you asked as well. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while since I really talked about me and how things have been going and all that fun stuff. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people who like hear of Patula and the brand and stuff like they know the brand and they see the faces. Um, And I know you just had a birthday. So everyone was like posting about your birthday. <laughs> but I feel like any opportunity people can get to like get to know Sammy more and the person behind all of this is just such a deeper like connection to the brand. Yes, I, I agree. I mean, especially for how I think how involved I am with the brand and where where it started and how it started um I can't get away from it and I don't want to you know like it just it's just she's my first baby and um she means everything to me and then the community that has formed through her is amazing so um it is fun to talk about it my followers hear me talk about it all the time because I'm I wear nothing but Patula these days I the favorite sweatpants since the second I tried it on I posted a video and said I will not be taking these off so nobody come at me for wearing the same outfit every day but I can't take these off (laughs) I love it I mean I hear I'm in the favorite I know I see it it's just your it's just the perfect staple and so I'm really happy you love those so comfortable so how how did Patula even start and what what does the name mean because that's something that I've always wondered and I have no idea no that's a fantastic question um so I'll try to make this story a little as short as I can um but for the to start Petula is actually an acronym um it means passion to unite and live active and Scott actually he's he is the creative one of us you know I am more kind of more operations okay he is definitely our creative he created the logo he created the name. Um, she actually, Petula, was actually our fourth choice in names for the brand. Um, but again, you, a lot of stuff is trademarked. These, or at least it was seven years ago, eight years ago, a lot right. of stuff was trademarked. So we were trying to find a name, a word that really resonated with the brand, um, who the brand was, and what we wanted the brand to be about. Um, and so we came up with the acronym Petula. And so Passion to Unite and Live Active. And you know, back when I did start, my inspiration for uh, Petula was I was in real time, a full-time nurse working, you know, three twelves a week, a lot of post-op care, a lot um, on cardiac floors, um, med surge floors. So there's a lot of, you know, um, reactive teaching to Mm -hmm. patients, Um, patients who are, you know, diagnosed with a lot of um, comorbidities or, you know, they're in their first surgery and they need to, you know, do their, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, Post-op care and recovery and all of those things. Um, And at that same time, this is kind of when social media started coming around. And I had been, I had been a personal trainer in college at OSU uh, while I was in nursing school. And that kind of, that kind of transitioned into my online training as Instagram just started the ball rolling, you know, 2011, 2012. And in real time, I was, I was kind of doing both in wellness, right? I was a nurse, I was teaching and helping retroactive health, yes, um, reactive health, and I was also a personal trainer who I was helping of mostly women at that time, you know, a little bit younger around my age, 20 to thirties, um, who 
have yet to be in the hospital for comorbidities who are still healthy, who are still very active. And they were coming to my page to, they were inspired. They were motivated on their own accord to incorporate fitness and incorporate nutrition into their lives. And it was such a, it was like an aha moment for me because I could, I saw both extremes, right? I was like this on this end, I am inspiring. I'm motivating people to be healthy, to help avoid comorbidities, to help avoid obesity, depression, you know, just overall be happier, be more confident. Whereas on this side, I'm trying to, I'm trying my hardest to teach people to do those things. And it was, it's really difficult to do that when people are set in their ways, you know, they're in the hospital. Hospitals are not exactly the best environment, the most positive environment. And I, this was my, this part was my I feel felt so much more fulfilled. Like this was my purpose. Yeah. Um, and that kind of segued into with Petula wanting to make women more confident throughout their entire day. Okay. Not just in the gym, but throughout their entire day. Cause I do feel as I was going into college, I was having a really rough first year. Um, you know, I had broken up with my high school boyfriend and I was, I was a very academic based personality maybe. Um, so it was a really hard first year for me, but I remember starting to get my feet wet in the gym and into fitness. And I just felt after I go, went into the gym, I got into a workout. It was for me. I felt stronger. You know, those endorphins are, are flowing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, post-workout, I did. I felt like I could take so much more on throughout the day. Like I didn't feel as anxious. I didn't feel as vulnerable. And I knew, and I knew that that was not just me. I knew that when people get into the gym, it's it's such a, it's like a metaphor for everything else in your life. Right. And so it was, it was one of those things where I wanted to do the same thing for women in terms of clothing. You know, I definitely knew nursing wasn't my long-term career Mm -hmm. and, but I'm also like, I want to make sure that I have something else pretty solid, you know, yeah. Yeah. pretty solid just, um, moving forward. And um, it did, it just was such a wonderful transition. And, you know, again, having a platform on Instagram, really having a platform and already having a strong community who really trusted what I was bringing to them was huge. It was, you know, being super authentic with what I would post that I just had this really strong strong community. And so starting the line was, um, a lot easier to get out there, I'll say. Um, and so that was, that's kind of where it started. And it's in until to this day, again, the community is what we, I prioritize and focus on in terms of even just designing the collections and, um, always every single day, it's always, I always want our community to be so proud to wear that little water, the, the sweat drop, you know? Um, so yeah. That's I love story. that. That is yeah. a great story. Yeah, it's it's really cool. You know, I don't have a business degree. Right. I actually am not even in. I'm not even in a an industry where that I have my college degree in anymore. You know, and right. so right. I was thinking about that a couple of weeks ago, where I'm like, wow, this is really. It's really this day and age. There's so many opportunities. You just have to hustle and you have to sacrifice certain things, and um, it just doesn't come super easy. But again. My, yeah, my degree is not in where I'm at now, but you know, you can make, you can make something really cool out of it. Yeah. I think that's so important for people to hear too, that are 
in college or like going into college because there's so much pressure on a 17, 18 year old to pick a major, pick a school. And I know so many people who have gone and done things that like, like you, for example, that it's like, I went to school, I went through it and Mm -hmm. now I'm completely successful doing something else. So it's okay if you're undecided or you pick something generic because you're not sure. Yes, I totally agree with you. I think that around, it was around 25 that I really found that path, you know, but I will say college clearly helped me learn a lot of other Oh yeah. Really important skills, you know, and all of that experience, even hiring for Petula here. I love when I get to know somebody or I, we have interviewees that, that I, they're a little bit, they've, they've experienced a variety of things, right? So when I was in nursing school, I was also a server at one of the like, higher end restaurants here in Columbus. And I loved it. It was, I was there for four years and I just, you know, looking back, I'm thinking, wow, I really thrived in that environment. I thrive in a fast paced, task oriented environment. Whereas with nursing, you had a little bit of that, but it was also a lot of like relationships um, and what all of that stuff. And as much as I love talking, I'm definitely more of a executor, you know. Um, and so like looking back, it's I would re- recommend if anyone is, you know, 17, 18, I I'd be impressed. I think there's probably a small percentage of people who really know what they want to do at that time. But I would really recommend using like between 20 and 25 um, to trial a variety of things. You know, Um, that would be my recommendation. I think when you once you hit like around 25 to 30, now you really start to feel like where you where your heart really lies and where, because even for us, like we have a passion for this. And so you can clearly see the effort we're putting forth with that. And, you know, and that's what, something we want in every single one of our employees is to, we really want that passion for that position. You know, do you have passion for Petula? Do you have passion for what you're doing in this? Because it is so, it's like so clear as day when you have that passion, you put in that extra effort. It you, You're you're thinking about things outside of the the job, you know? So yeah, that's what I'd recommend. Yeah. I can tell even cause I'm 24. So when I graduated, I started working my first full-time job, which is where I'm at still right now, literally two days after I got my degree, like didn't even move out of college yet. And at the time when I started, I was like, this is so exciting, like new job, like big corporate world, whatever. And now time has progressed. And I'm like, all right, the exciting kind of wore off a little bit. <laughs> I I find myself, I go to like a startup gym. It's a small owned like business and I'm coming to ideas with for him. I'm like, I'll do this like after work. I got this, this and this. And I'm starting to put two and two together of like, all right, I always knew where my passion like was, mm-hmm. but what am I going to do about it now that I'm starting to get like older and you know yeah and you're and you're again your experience is becoming more and more diverse but every one of those experiences is just going to make you so much better you know even even if if, even if there's people out there who feel like they failed or they they took a completely different degree you know they finished with a completely different degree that is a-okay you know again my degree is completely different than where you don't know what you're not gonna like or what's good for you right you go through it, you know? Absolutely. That's what I say. Um, but I liked how you mentioned before that you wanted to 
you wanted to do something or you wanted to find a way to have women feel comfortable in like everything they do, not just in the gym. And yeah. I I could definitely see that through some of Patula's pieces. Like I have like the mid-length dress and I wear like the crop tank top. I'll wear it out. Like if I go to the bars and stuff. Yeah. Um, do you, when you're coming up with like a new line or a new launch, what, what goes through your head as far as like taking into consideration, like, your audience and like what they would like, like what's kind of like your, your drawing board thought process. I know it's kind oh, of a loaded question. It, it is so loaded. It is, we, our minds are constantly spinning. You know, I'm very grateful to have my husband mm-hmm. is, you know, here with us. And he, again, he's very creative. He is a, yeah. that we're constantly like, no matter what, we're always talking Patula. So midnight, 2 a.m., 7 a.m., like, <laughs> you know, all the time, every dinner we ever have, like when we go out on date night, yeah. we're always talking. It's just, it's just natural for us. Um, but there is so many things that, yes, that go into creating, um, let's just say a collection, like one right. of our monthly collections, a lot of it is, okay, well, have we a color palette, right? What are the colors? What are the trending, somewhat trending colors? Um, we try not to go with the crowd as much. Um, we're seeing that a lot of people are using very similar colors around yeah. the, the same seasons. And so we're, we don't really want to, we don't want to be, we don't want to drop the same pink that, you know, five other brands are dropping, right? We want to be unique to who we are. Yeah. Yes. So, but there's, you know, we tend to, you know, do a little bit darker going into fall. And this is this, a lot of this really has come with um, eight years of experience. You know, we've, we've made plenty of mistakes, um, things that we've really learned from that, you know, again, all of it's in your mind. So moving forward, it's okay, let's not do that again. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's, you know, mood board are, we have two full-time designers on staff right now, and we are actually in the process of hopefully hiring a technical designer, which I think will really take Petula, um, and the, the products as well as these overall quality sizing, et cetera, to the next level for 2024. Um, but, uh, with the designers, there is both of it's both of them plus Scott and myself, and we'll, we'll look at color palettes. And even something like that is, you know, what's the color palette? When is it dropping? Have we dropped that similar colors in similar products in the past? How do they, how do they blend with the collections around it? Um, have we, you know, a lot of times we, I do try, try to look at the, think of the customer. And if we're doing a, a bra, that's a little lighter support. Okay. How are we going to accommodate the the ladies who have a larger chest, you know, so we, yeah. we try, I try, we really try to accommodate as many people as possible within the collection, knowing that it, they won't all, not every piece is going to be perfect for everyone. We right. all have our references, right? right. Um, but we do, we try to, we try to think of so many things from a seasonal perspective, colors, um, new designs. Scott and I were just talking about that this morning and, you know, looking back, or even looking forward, you know, it is very difficult to maintain a clothing brand for what, for one reason as to every collection needs to be different. Yeah. You know, it's not just, Hey, it's an energy drink. It's one flavor. And now that's for there. That's what you'll have for the 12 months. You know, it's actually, no, like let's make improvements. How do we make this better? How do we make this better? How do we make this better? Um, And so it's, it's constant. It's just, there's just so much to talk about. I love that. 
<laughs> yeah. I think that a lot of people don't, don't, I mean, I, cause I actually do have a business background and I studied marketing in school. So a lot of people don't realize like, Hey, you have great ideas and stuff, but there's a lot more that goes into it. And sometimes your idea, like your favorite idea could not be popular amongst the people that you're selling to. And that's a big thing I've been noticing at the gym I go to. People are like, let's do this for merch. Let's do that. And I'm like, that's a really cool idea. But just because it's cool doesn't mean it's always going to work. Right. Or, you know, is it, it might hit, yeah, like you said, a certain niche or again with trends, it's crazy how fast trends change. And with us, we are in an ideal world, we're working a year out. So it's sometimes it's luck that you're dropping something. Now, granted, our, our designers are research mark or re, um, researching the trends right. um, and what's currently out there. And again, the more, the more minds that we have over here on our team, the more that we're seeing, the more that we're collaborating, the, the sharper our collections are getting, like you probably have seen a really cool transition in yeah. our collections this year. And it's, and a lot of it do, is ba- because of, you know, the resources that we're slowly bringing in and an experience that we've had over the last eight years. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it can be, a, it can definitely be a hit or miss. And the bigger, the bigger that a brand gets, you know, quantities, inventory increases. And so it could be a bigger, a bigger win or a bigger mistake, you know? Yeah. That's a yeah. scary risk. I know I was a few yeah. weeks ago when the Into the Woods launch came out, I was talking to Noel and he said that this has been in the works for like a year. So it's kind of, it's impressive for me to see like you guys started this like this thing sprouted over a year ago and now a year later because trends are always things are popular and then they go out but you guys mm-hmm. pulled something together a year in advance basically mm-hmm. yeah popular today yes it's like, and it's it's really it's yeah it's there's a lot of <laughs> risk to it you know um but again what's wonderful with us is that again the community is so special and they're so tight, you know? Um, and so we, we are, we're trying to, we're trying to, what's the word? Dabble in some other things, but again, it's, you want to be cautious, right? You want to see if it sticks. You want to see if it does well. Um, and so it, it does all of those little things. You just have to really think about when creating, making one decision. Yeah. So with running, running the brand and your mom, when do you find time to exercise yourself? What is your great question? question. I'm still, I know you're in there. I see, I see you posted there, but I'm like, how does she get there? Honestly, I'm still trying to find it. I'll say, (laughs) so it's, it's a funny, it's a funny transition. So when I was I was, let's just, let's just take me right out of college. Yeah. And I was working as a nursery t- three times a week. So it was three twelves. I would use the other four day. Actually, I would work out five days a week. So I would use one of those days I would work out. And then the other four days I was fabulous. I had off. So I right. worked out all four other days. And that's also that that's also that when I like, I put in the time for the training as well as for Petula. Um, and, and then it, then once, yep. Once Jules came, I think I still had a little bit more time. Um, I, I might, I might've worked out three or four days a week. Now I'm lucky to get in the gym three days a week, mm-hmm. but it's really important for me to do that. Um, I know 
the last week I've only been able to work out once it's black Friday is a little bit busier and it's hard for me to mentally get, uh, physically get away and sometimes mentally, but, (laughs) uh, physically get away. And so I'm, my goal moving forward is to aim for three to four days a week. Um, even if it's for 45 minutes, it's, it's just kind of, you know, where I'm at right now in my life. And, um, you know, again, Petula is so important to us. And this year we've done a lot of growing and, um, a lot of restructuring and it does involve me on a lot of different things. So, um, it was, it was interesting when we first started, it was just me. I was the, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was the model. I was the, um, the only affiliate. I was the designer. I was everything, but I also had a little, I felt like I had a little bit more time to just kind of take my time with things. Um, so things definitely have changed over the course of the last 80 years, but, but yeah, it's, I'll say, balancing it all can be tricky. Um, uh, luckily, you know, the boys are at a great age, you know, the, our gym has a daycare so that, you know, if I could take them on the weekends, at least on Saturdays, um, otherwise Scott, I, I will alternate with Scott once in a while so he can watch them. Um, but it's, it's a lot of scheduling. It's a lot of, okay. And then prioritizing, you know, once in a while, I'll feel guilty because, you know, I, I'm going to the gym, but I'm like, I need, I need that. I need that. The gym, when I work out, that's really where my creativity is fostered. Um, plus it makes me, again, it, I will say this to blue in the face. It makes me a better mother. It makes yeah. me a better wife. It makes me a better boss. Yeah. You no. Know? And it's part of my job, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I have two businesses that started through fitness, started through going to the gym. And I will, I feel like I will lose a part of a big part of myself if I don't prioritize that. So yeah. I was going to say it probably like, I know you mentioned feeling sometimes guilty stepping away from your children, but I would think that it does make you a better mom. Like having that time to just step away and like, just be Sammy for a second you know, release those endorphins, like get that stress out. Like you can come home more ready to take care of your children than just running on fumes, especially when they're at an age that's, they're so impressionable or impressionable, you know, and they rely on you for so, for so much, like you're, you're their role model. Yes. 100. I, and I know for a fact for me, cause I have a hard time faking my emotions. Yeah. So if I am frustrated, if I am anxious, if I am upset if I'm if I feel lazy like if I personally feel lazy give for a day my my it shows like it it comes out through my tone it comes out through my mannerisms and all that stuff and I can tell you it's like 10 times different if I get a workout in in the morning I'm like a whole different person (laughs) so yeah I'm it's good good all around I'm the same way in college I used to be like don't please don't talk to me until I've got my workout in and then I'm ready to socialize my social batteries. I'm telling you those endorphins. I remember back, you know, 10 years ago, we, we would really highlight those and the endorphin and the serotonin release a lot more than I think at least that I'm seeing with like some trainers today, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So speaking on that, because I got my, I got my training certification, I guess five years ago, I was, I just finished my freshman year in college and I have tried, like made efforts to, since starting my social media platform, 
emphasize the fact that like I'm, I started working out because, you know, I didn't like my body and I was trying to make those changes, but also like longevity reasons, like just being a healthy person, like, mm. like lowering risks of getting diseases, which is all the stuff that you were talking about. And I feel like seeing things over the past, like half a decade and where social media has gone, it's uh, most of the efforts concentrated there are do this to look like this or like, you know, and it's absolutely you don't, you could be happy with who, how you look, but exercise is important for other reasons. It, I agree. I think, I think the last couple of years, it's very, it's, there's been a lot of different, mm, what's the word? Um, It's more like clickbait, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. clickbait specific. Um, I do feel like the, there's been a change to, it, like everyone's used to instant gratification now, right? So when you see these transformations, these people are thinking, wow, this one versus this one, even though they know they don't, they know it's two, a two year process, but all they're seeing is the before and after. Yeah. So it's like super instantaneous for them. Um, again, all of our shopping, Netflix, um, you know, we're getting, we're getting movies with, we don't have to wait through commercials, yeah. Amazon, we're getting shipped, you know, we're getting packages, we order, we get it the next morning. And so a lot of today's society is now used to this instant gratification. And so, and a lot of the clickbait on social media these days, there's, there's always, you know, there's always a, an aesthetics Everyone wants to look good, right? right? I mean, I don't, I feel like that's inevitable, but yeah, from my nursing background, I remember just going into, you know, what, before you get to your shift, that first 30 minutes before you actually go and introduce yourself to the patients, you are looking at their health charts. You're like, kind of as a nurse, you're, you're taught to kind of paint a picture of the patient before you go and see them so that you kind of have a a plan of attack. You know what's happening with their given their health history, given a lot of details on that um, health chart and their health record. And so you're painting a picture in your mind. And I just remember seeing a lot of it was health history, diabetes, sleep apnea, um, heart. Uh, uh, oh shoot, my my brain is like hypertension. Um, you know, I'm impressed you remember artery disease. Like <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. And then I look, go and look at their weight and they're 250 pounds. And there is a correlation, you know, and again, I think what's also hard with social media as well. A lot of people will take whatever is said for what it is, but there's always so much more, you know, it's like, there's only so much you want to read in a caption, but then you know, one, a one sentence, a one liner isn't going to, it almost takes people to think that that's, that's the way it is. But there's yeah. just so much more to it. So um, I'm totally with you. I think you can be, you know, you can be a variety of sizes and still be healthy, you know, and, um, but being healthy is huge. And that also includes sleeping, stress levels, being able to um, uh, acclimate to conflict, acclimate to stress. You know, I'm pretty sure we all have, we all have stresses in our lives. Yeah. Some are bigger than others and it's yeah. all very relative, but it's just, how do we, how do we uh, um, acclimate to that? Are you able to remove it from your life entirely? Uh, sometimes you can't. So it's just like, how do you adapt? You know, what is that? What's that phrase? Um, uh, 
not the strong survive the um you know what phrase I'm saying ah, <laughs> I'm trying to think <laughs> yeah it's kind of like fight or flight um yeah. but I'll think of it I'll think of it yeah I know my dad says something kind of similar where it's like you have to move up or move out which is a little similar yes yeah I'm a little I'm also I tend to have a personality for a little bit more of a tough love I think I'm that's also man. why are you? Yeah. And that's also why I felt training was really more of my calling because I could kind of call people out on their BS more. Yeah. And it's so okay. nurse. I can't be like, no, no, you need, you need to do like, if it was me, I'd be like, you need to be doing some lunges down that hallway to get that heart rate up, to get your breathing good. Use that incentive spirometer. Nope. That's not good enough. Let's keep going. You know, it was such a little bit of a different way of teaching. <laughs> yep. I always say I'm not sympathetic but I'm empathetic I can understand where you're coming from I, I can get into your brain but I'm not going to give you sympathy for no reason you know Absolutely. which is why I love training because I'm like if you're coming to me for help then I'm going to give you help even if you don't like it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then you, again, you have to learn, you know, we all only have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And so you can't wish for it. And I feel like I have multiple people in my life that are constantly just wishing for it and kind of have this, oh, it must be nice mentality. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you need to just go, you need to go for it. You need to sacrifice something else in your life in order to do this. And, and if you're not, then clearly it's not as much of a, a priority for you as you're saying it is, you know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I don't know about you. I'm sure you do, but I, over the years have received a lot of backlash from both people that know me or people that just on the internet for being like, like, they'll just look at you and be like, you're in shape. Like you're a pretty girl. Like, and they, they have that must be nice mentality mm -hmm. and use it mm -hmm. to kind of tear you down or, or yeah. judge you firsthand. Like she, Oh, she's pretty. She must be a bitch. Like stuff like that where uh -huh. I'm like, Hey, I'm not any different than you are. I'm not special. I'm not like a superhuman. I actively choose every day to take care of myself and you could do it too. You're just not. Yes. No, that, I mean, it is, it's, I remember even having, you know, even some of my family when I first started. So when I, my fitness journey really had started, you know, again, in college, I was, I was very sports, um, love sports in middle school and in high school. Um, but then in college, that's really where, yeah, my love, like, I, like I told you the first year of college, I was pretty depressed, yeah. pretty stressed. Um, I actually would, I was eating a lot. Um, so I remember, I even remember, I'm thinking like I was working out two hours a day, but then I would eat a lot. And I'm thinking, I'm like, why am I not losing weight? And Good then time. I always remembered this <laughs> phrase, um, you know, if you train like a football player and eat like a football player, you're going to look like a football player. Wow. <laughs> That. You know, I wish somebody had told me that when I was a freshman in college, because that's exactly what I was doing. You well, and and again, it's all through this trial and error. You're, you're adding, yeah. you're adding exercise, and at least back when it was when I was first starting, and this was again before social media was really a thing. It was just all magazines, fitness magazines back then, and I, you know, it's. I was thinking, well, oh, I'm adding exercise to my day. I'm burning calories, so I can eat more calories. You know, it was so. And there is a little bit of common, like there's a little bit of 
truth to that, but it's just, it's so different now. It's a little bit more complicated. (laughs) A little more complicated. My family, they'd have, they didn't understand. They didn't understand when I first started exercise. And then again, the research, and it's still true to this day, you know, eating within 30 to 60 minutes after your workout to help replenish your glycogen levels and the muscle. Um, it was, it was actually probably a good experience for me because I was just kind of getting criticism, even from the people closest to me. But for some reason, I didn't let it affect me because it, I knew what I was doing was good. I knew what I, what I was doing was making me happy. I wasn't hurting anybody. And I had such a passion for it. And it's amazing how everyone comes around down the road. Yep. As long as you just stick to your guns, um, you're respectful to people, you're professional people. It's your life. You can do that whatever the hell you want to do within reason. Um, but that's that's kind of where I started. And I've gotten everybody on the bandwagon, clearly. You know, it's, yeah. you know, and it's, it's been inspiring to them. A lot of, I feel like a lot of times, especially because I've had clients like this too. Mm-hmm. A lot of my challenges, I will have women who come to me and whether it's from a traditional, from a traditional, it's a cultural thing, you know, how, how do I say no? to my mom's cooking? How do I say no to some of the cookies at Christmas? And I still believe that like, there's nothing wrong with having a cookie or two, but I do feel like some people are guilted into eating more than they want. Yeah. I even to this day, sometimes I'm, I'm very confident telling my mom or, and like even a loved one, another loved one, like, you know, no, I don't, I don't want any of those leftovers because I will eat it, you yeah. know, and I, and I, I would prefer to not be like, not eat it later, but you know, I've definitely have had to coach some girls to just be like, you know, it's, it's up to you. You know, you, there's not to, it's not to say you can't eat, enjoy in moderation. Um, it's just, and then again, with today's society, you know, there's a lot of processed foods. Yeah. We are, we are, we're running so busy like the world is our society is so busy, you know, like you, like you said, how do you balance running a business with two kids yeah. exercise another business? It's um, I don't cook as much as I used to. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, luckily Scott cooks a good amount. I'll cook for the boys. Um, but, and usually I'm last and, and it's fine. I'll just, I'll snack when I can, but, um, something is always sacrificed. It's just, what are you willing to sacrifice to get where you want to be? You know? Yeah. That's a really good way. That's a good way to put it. How I have one last question for you. And I've been dying to know like, or not, I've just been curious more about parenting and raising kids. Cause I'm young, I'm 24. Like I've not gotten to that part of my life yet. I transitioned yeah. out of college a few years ago right now. Like I'm the center of my universe. That is it. But be oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm soaking it in while I can. <laughs> um, I would say yes, do that for sure. Yeah. That's what everybody tells me. I'm like noted. Don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but being someone who has such a experience background in health, you know, being a nurse, being a trainer, and just being an example online for so many people living a healthy lifestyle. Is it hard raising kids in a society where everything is processed and like everything's online now these days, you know, like how do you try and, and get them to grow up like being healthy 
children? Well, it's, I definitely think um, through us being good role models for them, I'm hoping that they're both going, at least for now, that both the boys are going to grow up knowing like, okay, you do have to work hard yeah. to get somewhere. You need to hustle. It's not, not any, nothing's going to be given to you. And, and again, who, it doesn't, I try not to think about it. It does scare me to think where is the world going to be in 15 years when the boys are in, you know, in college. Um, but I'm hoping that Scott and I will do our due diligence and teach them the right way of doing things. Um, we do eat really well. Um, very little candy in the house, yes. um, sweets in the house. Um, and they're getting, they're just used to a variety of more of a variety of foods right now. I'm not pushing certain things on them right now, but, um, I could definitely be probably better with some <laughs> of it, but I do think even, even when Scott's at, and working out at the house gym, Kobe and Jules would both come in. There was a couple of times that Jules took off. <laughs> Scott, Scott will keep it, take a shirt off when he's at our home gym. Right. You know, it's yeah, more so motivating. Nice. Like just like how I pull my shirt off at our, you know, at oh. the gym, it's more, more motivating. And so there's been a couple of times Jules has gone in and he'll take his shirt off oh and he'll go grab the five pound dumbbells. It's just, we have some videos and photos <laughs> of it, but I do feel like it is so important for parents to know they're being role models for their kids from um, an attitude and tone of voice standpoint to their work ethic, to personality, to, yeah, what they do with their hobbies. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a great household, both my mom and my dad, my dad was an orthopedic surgeon. Wow. Um, and, and yeah. And so I got a chance to, that's, I actually do feel like he inspired me to get into wellness because yeah. he was as an orthopedic surgeon, he was working on um, knees um, and hips, hip replacements, knee replacements, almost like uh, exclusively. Mm. And one of the major, the main reasons people need hip or knee replacements is because they're carrying too much weight on their body, you know? And so, you know, your, your bones and your ligaments over time are, that's a lot to bear, you know? And so he had, before his accident, he had, um, opened up, he had his own practice. He was opening up, he added on, and it was like a rehab wellness center that he was putting forth because he was going, he was trying to encourage people to drop weight, to help improve their joints and their ligaments, you know? And it was very inspiring to me because this was before this was, 30 years ago, this was before the whole fitness exploded, you yeah. know? And so I th thought that was so inspiring. And I tell them to tell it to him to this day, like, you know, he was the one who really got me interested in the wellness side. Cause I don't think a lot of people are a lot, especially on social media, it's a lot more aesthetics. Yeah. It's a lot more polarizing topics that are out there and people are really forgetting the health related reasons that yeah. a healthier weight is so much better for you. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that you brought all this up because I constantly try and push that out. So hoping that somebody, at least one person listening to this, will it'll have an impact on them because it's it's as important as it is for you to feel comfortable in your body and love your body. It's important to be like, 
I don't know. I feel like we're here for a short time. You might as well make the most of, of it. Absolutely. And you know, like any confidence is a huge thing. I mean, I know that it's hard for someone who doesn't feel good in their body to have confidence and that motivation to start something. And like you said, or like with the society today, everyone wants it right away. So if someone goes to the gym, super uncomfortable, not knowing what to do with how to start. And then the next day they, they, they push themselves for a day. And then the next day they don't feel or see anything different. Yeah. You know, given our society, it's easy to give up. It's easy to feel like a failure, but you know, just that realization that, that it takes a long time, you know, yeah. it's, it should be a lifelong project. It is, it is a lifelong project. Mm -hmm. And I like that fitting fitting your your brand's like initial purpose of having women feel comfortable and confident in the things that they wear i like that you show through social media and online and stuff models of all different weights heights body sizes because i like i remember back when gymshark was like the only thing that people shop from everyone was six pack blonde like five foot six and i'm like that's not me like i don't have a long torso that's not how I operate so if you can take somebody who's confident in their body but might be like more of a plus size to show other plus size people like look how good I look in this I think it, that's like a step to get them in in something that makes them feel comfortable and when I, I always tell people you know nothing makes me more motivated to go to the gym than a new outfit because I'm all about that absolutely <laughs> and an outfit that fits you yeah. right out an outfit that fits you and you feel beautiful and um I totally agree and it's it's interesting kind of a little bit more the behind the scenes on this end no matter how beautiful you are all of the every single woman we've worked with they all have it here they all they are sure. every single one of them next their their physique you know and it's it's very normal and so just know it's like we all have them we all it's it's we're all working. We're all working for something better. And, um, and that's okay. And that's good. You know, it's bet. No, you should always be working for, you should always be working for better and growth and feeling good. I agree a hundred percent. Um, yeah. it was so awesome having you on here. I feel like I could talk to you forever, but <laughs> I know that you have a job to get done. So I won't. I agree. I agree. This was so, this was so easy. It was, I know. I, okay. You got oh sorry you cut off a little bit but um no I really really did enjoy having you on but before I let you go is there anything you wanted to plug where people can find you on social media where people can find Patula oh sure so uh, you are like the handles or yeah those types of things Instagram and and TikTok website like wherever wherever people can find Patula, if they want to follow along on your journey, any of your handles. Absolutely. So my personal Instagram handle um, is my name, Sammy Bossert. And then Patula is, uh, is Patula Active. And the website's uh, patula.com, P-T-U-L-A.com. So yeah, think of passion to unite and live active. Um, the and is the little symbol guy. Um, but yeah, so those would be those would be where to find. That's where we're most active right now. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Sammy. It was so awesome having you on.
Liz, this, this was wonderful. Thank you. I'm again, very flattered that you thought of me for this podcast. Um, and I hope we get to ch- a chance to talk here soon. All right, everyone. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Make sure to follow along with Petula and Sammy. You can always use my code LizWay for a discount on Petula. Make sure that you follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. Subscribe on YouTube, even though I was lazy today at Lifts with Liz. And then follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. Have a happy, healthy, safe week and listen to the Jonas Brothers because I will be. I'll talk to you next week.